Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Jade Talks Wrestling with your host, me, Jade Melissa. So a little bit about this podcast and what this podcast is going to be about. So this is going to be a weekly podcast that I put out every single Wednesday, and it'll be taught me basically talking about stuff that I want to talk about in wrestling. So the stuff I'm going to cover is, of course, women's wrestling, um, the rebirth of 205 Live, some NXT, and why I feel like NXT is honestly the superior brand. But those are all upcoming episodes. The episode today is going to be my first ever like welcome episode, my uh, intro episode to let you know what goes on in my mind as a wrestling fan. So I've been a wrestling fan for pretty much my entire life. I don't want to date myself, but I am 22 years young. And yes, you probably guessed it. I am a female that is a wrestling fan. So what kind of got me into wrestling? I think my family really got me into wrestling. My family watched it when I was growing up. It was something that my older brother and I bonded over many times when we were left alone to our own, uh, you know, childish child devices, my brother, when he was watching me, we would pretend to wrestle. So spoiler, um, just a forewarning, don't try that at home. Don't try wrestling at home. It's pretty dangerous. No one really told my brother and I how dangerous it was. Luckily, we didn't get hurt. But uh, yeah, sorry, mom and dad. I don't know if you knew we did that, but we did. But back to the point, so my brother and I pretended to wrestle. Now, my brother is five years older than I am, so as you can imagine, um, he was quite larger than I was, so I was a pretty small child. Um, My brother was a decently, decently sized child, a decently sized young man, Um, and we used to pretend to wrestle. So our parents' bed was a big... um, fluffy old bed with a spring mattress. I know that doesn't, or a spring mattress. I know that doesn't really sound comfortable, but, uh, we used to pretend to put on our own wrestling shows. We had that old, uh, three disc WWE theme song. So, you know, the discs that were like the yellow, the blue and the green disc. I think it was like then now forever type um, things. So we had, you know, the music of like the, I want to say the eighties wrestlers. So, um, Hulk Hogan, all those types of guys we had, uh, I think it was the green disc was the like attitude era wrestlers. And then the blue disc was like the more new, um, newer era wrestlers. I don't know. I'll have to do some further investigation to see if that was actually accurate, but we used to, we used to practice wrestling moves and my brother would always want to be, um, people like Stone Cold, people like The Rock or the Dudley Boys. Yes. Um, the Dudley Boys, I think were my brother's favorite, favorite wrestlers. He used to tell my parents all the time that if he had twins, he was going to name them Bubba Ray and Devon, which thankfully him and his wife did not have twin boys. They have a little girl, um, and her name is of course not Devon or Bubba Ray Dudley. So lucky for her, my brother got out of that, uh, whole thought and got out of that entire, um, mindset. So while my brother wanted to be 
yeah, the rock, stone cold. I wanted to be Lita. I wanted to be Lita. Team Extreme, Matt and Jeff Hardy, they were my favorite team. Um, I think it was because they were high flyers. They were really, really exciting. Uh, not to mention, they dressed super, super cool. I always wanted to uh, cut up the like arm sleeves that Jeff Hardy had. I wanted the bright red hair that Lita had. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be these people, and so through the um, mock choke slams onto the bed, using a pillow as a steel chair, I really discovered that wrestling was something that um, I would always love. And I know that I know that sounds cliche, and most people who are into wrestling will say that like I've known since day one that this was what I wanted to do, but. That that really wasn't, and that really isn't my story. Um, I never wanted to be a professional wrestler. I, um, I wanted to work in WWE, and I obviously still want to work in WWE, but I've never wanted to be a professional wrestler. I wanted to be interviewing people. I wanted to do the backstage segments, mostly because I knew as a young woman, and of course, this is years, years, years later, so this is probably when I'm about 13, so it would be around like 2008, um, those times I knew that I was going to be unable to be a professional wrestler because I was not, I didn't look like the females that I saw on screen. I didn't look like the divas. Um, I was a chunky kid. <laughs> um, I knew that it was not the ideal, the ideal body shape. I did not have beautiful blonde hair. I wasn't super, super skinny. I did not look like that and I will never look like that. And I knew that. So from that young age, I knew that I did not want to be a professional wrestler, not because I wouldn't enjoy it, but because no one would enjoy me. No one would want me to be a professional wrestler. So knowing that at age 13, I kind of stopped watching wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling when I entered high school because high school is rough enough. Um, <laughs> high school is a ruthless, ruthless place. And for some reason, people think professional wrestling is quote unquote lame, which I get it. I get why people think that. Um, <laughs> it's certainly an interesting sport to watch. Um, sports entertainment is just that. It is sports entertainment. So I stopped watching professional wrestling um, in WWE when I entered high school, and I did not pick it back up until probably my sophomore year of college. Um, I just was sitting in my residence hall um, room one day, and I thought, you know what I really would like to watch? Some old WWE pay-per-views. Um, more specifically, I would like to watch old Royal Rumble matches because the Royal Rumble is my favorite, favorite event. Um, I was lucky enough this past January to attend my first Royal Rumble, which was also a female Royal Rumble. So that was cool. I'll get back into that later in this episode. But I, so then I discovered, um, the WWE network. So it's $9.99 a month, which is a great deal for as much as you, 
get and as much stuff as you can watch. So I started watching old Raws and Smackdowns from when I stopped watching. And I started seeing these different female talents. So I picked wrestling back up around probably 2016 because I graduated high school in 2014. So my sophomore year of college would have been around 2015, 2016. So I picked wrestling back up and that's when I decided to tune into Monday Night Raw on the USA Network at 8 p.m. So I tuned in and I was watching and I saw these women who I obviously did not recognize. I saw women like Paige, women like Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Charlotte Flair. So I had seen some of these women on the independents, but I hadn't really, I didn't know who these women were. And I figured, oh yeah, they're divas, like, okay. Um, But I noticed how different some of them looked. So obviously Paige had the whole like anti-diva thing. Um, She looked different. And as I started watching more and I really hooked on to women like Charlotte Flair, she, she is, I don't like using the word genetically superior, but she is a phenomenal athlete. She blows my mind. So watching these women and watching these factions that they had. So at the time they had, um, PCB, they had, Oh, I can't even remember what Naomi, um, oh, Team Bad, Naomi, uh, Tamina, and Sasha Banks, they had that, uh, then they had the Bellas and Foxy, so I remember watching these women, and women's wrestling was amazing, and I then heard about the whole movement, the Give Divas a Chance, so of course, I went hopped back onto the WWE Network, really started watching women, um, and really caught up with what who these women were, um, what they had to offer. And at that time, it was one of the WrestleManias. It was a triple threat between Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch for the Divas title. But the Divas Championship was going to be retired and there would have been and there would be a new women's championship. And as I'm talking, I wish you guys could see the goosebumps on my arms because that match and knowing that the term diva was going to be retired and that these women moving forward would be known as women wrestlers, women superstars it was something that I thought back to 13-year-old me who loved wrestling but was insecure because I would never be that size of the perfect diva. I thought, this is it. This is what I have wanted my entire life, and it is finally, finally happening. So I have been a huge fighter, and I have tried my best to really get my friends who are also into professional wrestling to get them to notice how special the women's evolution and the movement of women's wrestling is. That these women belong in that ring, that these women can hang with the guys, that intergender wrestling is so, so special too, and that um, 
it really, you can be, you can be any size and still do an amazing job. Just recently, we saw Nia Jax win her first Raw Championship, Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania, and Nia Jax is, Nia Jax is the shape that I am, so we are a very similar body shape, and she gives me so much hope that maybe one day, after I finish college and hopefully find a wrestling school to train in, that maybe one day I can even find myself on Raw or on SmackDown, or on NXT, living the dream of becoming a professional wrestler. But, so, where am I going with this whole thing? I think the next step in the women's evolution that WWE is doing, I think the next step for them is to have a all-women's, either an all-women's pay-per-view or an all-women's network special. We just saw an all-men's network special with the Greatest Royal Rumble because it was in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and obviously their rules are very, very different than the rules that we have in America and other places around the world. So I think that riding this wave of momentum for women's wrestling, I think that the women could really actually benefit from an all-women network special, and WWE in general can benefit from it. It's uh, It would be a great marketing tool um, to really say that, yes, we hear you, yes, we are putting a focus on women's wrestling, and this is how we're doing it. We are giving those women their own network special, not because that not because they're women, but because they have earned it and they deserve it and they can tear the house down just like the men can. So why, why would I think that this network special would be a good idea? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I was at, uh, I was in Philadelphia for the 2018 Royal Rumble, um, where the first ever women's Royal Rumble was. And I can't tell you how many people were so excited because they would witness the first ever 30 women Royal Rumble match, something that the men have had for years. The men have had for years and years. They have had their own Royal Rumble match, and it was time that the women have their own Royal Rumble match. What I thought was even more special is that these women were closing out the pay-per-view. Yes, these women were closing out the pay-per-view they went after the men's Royal Rumble. It was, it was something else. And the, just the atmosphere in the Wells Fargo arena was, everyone was out of their seats. They were on their feet because they did not know what women we were going to see. And we saw legends like Trish Stratus, Lita, um, Miss Jacqueline. We saw Molly Holly, uh, Michelle McCool, we saw all these amazing women throw down with the the superstars of today, the women superstars of today. We saw Asuka win the Royal Rumble match, which I was excited about. And then we saw the debut of Ronda Rousey afterwards to close out the Royal Rumble. So if people can get so excited about a 30 women Royal Rumble match, I feel that they will be able to get excited about an all-women pay-per-view. Um, what you could do with an all-women pay-per-view or even an all-women network special is I think it would be the right time to introduce 
Women Tag Team Championships. I say this because looking at what talent is on Raw and SmackDown, there is a lot of talent. There is a lot of female talent, and there is a lot of good female talent today on Raw and SmackDown. But you have teams like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville of Absolution. You have Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan of the Riot Squad. You have Natty and Ronda Rousey. You have Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. You have Billy Kay and Peyton Royce of the Iconics, who just barely debuted on SmackDown Live. You have all these women who currently are not in the title scene, so they're not in the Raw or SmackDown women's title scene. You have women like Alicia Fox, who I think is still injured. You have Dana Brooke, who is part of Titus Worldwide, who doesn't really get a chance to ever get back into the ring, which is it's very unfortunate and it's a shame. Um, you have all of these women. You you still have Nikki and Brie Bella. Uh, I don't think they've officially retired, so they're still kicking around. You have Bailey. You have Sasha Banks. You have Charlotte, Becky Lynch. You have all these amazing women talent, and you only have two titles. You only have the Raw title. You only have the SmackDown title. So I think having an all-women network special is the right time to introduce a women's tag team championship. It's something that WWE really needs. You have a lot of talent. You could even have talent from NXT come. It can be an interbrand thing, so the champions can be on either Raw or SmackDown. Um, the championships can go back and forth. Teams from either brand can challenge for it. You could have teams from NXT challenge for it. I think this is the right time. I think it will be the news um, catching article that could potentially put the all women's network special on the map. I think you could even potentially, I know WWE is planning on doing a second May Young Classic. You could tie that into the all women's network special. You can have women from the past. So you can have Trish Stratus and Lita. When I watched Lita back in, uh, January at the Royal Rumble, she had not missed a beat. Lita still has it. Trish Stratus still has it. Michelle Muscool still has it. They still got it. So you could have all these women come back and really, really make something special of this all women's network special. So WWE, please, if anyone from your brand and from your company is listening, I think as a women's wrestling fan and as a sports entertainment fan, I think it is time for the women to have a network special or a pay-per-view of themselves. We have seen tremendous leaps and bounds from women's wrestling. We have seen um, all women's Royal Rumble. We have seen women's Money in the Bank. We have seen women's Hell in the Cell. We have seen Iron uh, women matches. We have seen tables. We have seen ladders. We have seen chairs. We have seen the women prove time and time again that they can hang and that they can perform at the same level as their male companions and partners and counterparts, that these women are phenomenal athletes, phenomenal sports entertainers, and that they rightfully deserve their own network special. So that's my first episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys are still listening. If you're wondering where you can catch me on social media, I have my own website called jtalkswrestling at 
www.jtalkswrestling.com. Give my Facebook a like, jtalkswrestling. Catch me on YouTube with prediction videos at Jade Melissa. You can follow me on Instagram. I sometimes model wrestling shirts on Instagram. Oh, hello, Jade. Add me on Snapchat. Oh, hello, Jade. Follow me on Twitter. I'm not on there very often, but if you follow me, I might tweet a little bit more. Oh, hello, Jade. As always, be friendly, be kind, and love and watch professional wrestling. Have a nice day, guys.